0: Hey lovelies, welcome to episode number 50 of the journey of self-love through self-care. My name is Amy Macardo, and I'm the owner and the creator of my brand, The Mikado Method, where you can find a variety of online classes that are ranging from all different types of yogas, breath works, meditations, posture alignment and more there is loads of free stuff on my YouTube as well, which will be in the link below. And if you're interested, we're currently running a program called Balance, which is about bringing balance to all of our elements of earth, fire, air, and water, and for the creation of our ether, which is the balance of all the elements in our bodies. So again, I'll pop the details below if you're interested in joining. And all classes are recorded and available on catch-up as well for you to do in your own time, so there's no pressure. So, today's episode, I wanted to talk about grief, my awakening journey, and my spiritual um, expression of myself that continues to fascinate me and evolve. So, first of all, I want to just sort of touch on what grief can mean for some of us. And for myself, grief has been. emotion that has been coming up for me to to first of all feel and at first I tried to ignore it a lot and run away from it however the grief got so unbearable that I couldn't actually ignore it in my body anymore and it generally felt like my heart was breaking inside of my body and it generally felt like heart pain and for me, the grief was accepting that something that I had been doing and behaving had really caused me to lose something. So it was a loss. My grief that was coming through was me recognising that I had lost something that was valuable to me and I hadn't realised how important it was to me. So the grief that was then coming through, was it was really painful and really unbearable. And something that I have been, was medicated for since 16 was, was depression and then as I moved into my thirties it got reassessed as anxiety so I got medicated for anxiety. And what the medication would do with the antidepressants for example is they would totally numb my mood out so I wouldn't feel anything really and I could just, you know, get through my day and then as i developed into my 30s i had a lot of I had a lot of severe anxiety because there was a stage in my life as well where i was working excessive hours which i'd always done and that wasn't normally a factor for me to worry about however my hair started to like really thin and fall out and that really started bring through like se- severe panic attacks and just this this absolute sheer terror of 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 losing my hair So I would have these chronic panic attacks and the doctors would then, they decided that I needed anxiety medication. And what the anxiety medication would do for me, because they're beta blockers, so as soon as I felt panicky or something coming on, like I was gonna have a panic attack, I could take one of these tablets and it would bring my heart rate down. Because anxiety, your heart's going really, really fast. And it would allow me to bring my heart rate down from taking a tablet so that I could be calm and the anxiety seemed to disappear and I was taking like at least four of them a day normally plus I'd take normally one or two at night to sleep and as time went on the anxiety medication um, it was okay but it wasn't still quite doing the job that I needed it to do And rather than taking more anxiety medication, I got into the habit because I wasn't able to sleep at night as well. Um, I would then smoke weed to help me sleep because the first time I smoked a pure blunt, which is basically just pure weed, no nicotine in it. Literally, I'd have two puffs on it and I'd wake up the next day still with like makeup on and half-dressed because it would literally knock me out. So that became my new formula to help me sleep at night. And this in turn kind of helped suppress any pain that was trying to come through as well. Because as the years went on, I became dependent on um, weed and the anxiety medication just to get me to sleep at night because more and more stuff was happening in my life. I was working more and more hours um, and I'll, I just didn't know how to deal with my feelings because I've always been medicated to ignore them or now suppress them. So if something was uncomfortable in my life and painful, I would just medicate for it. And then when I got introduced to smoking weed at night, um, that for me was like this magical solution of I can sleep through the night. So this, this went on for about two years now, this new combination of anxiety medication and weed for sleeping. And when the pandemic came along, my life literally changed overnight. Um, I wasn't able to get to the gym that I'd been working at for years, which meant I couldn't work my crazy hours anymore. And I created an online business and I was very fortunate that um, I just got online really, really quickly when the pandemic first happened and I grew a little tribe that then grew quite rapidly and I, I had this most phenomenal journey in the first lockdown which was March till, probably say March till about end of July, my life just suddenly shifted. Um, I was teaching just for a couple of hours a day, I started to have freedom in my life Um, I was walking every day, I was outdoors in nature. Before the pandemic, I would rarely be outside. Um, And before the pandemic, I would take like one day off a month. So now all of a sudden, I was just literally working one or two hours a day. Um, I had, I was having fun. The weather was incredible. I live in a village that just is abundant and just totally full of nature. I didn't have to drive. Before the pandemic I'd be in the car sometimes three to four hours a day driving and struggling to get in and out of work. Now all of a sudden I was working from home. I had this amazing little community that just wanted to show up as well and I would buzz off their energy and they would buzz off my energy and the rest of the time in the day was just me and and my freedom and I was always terrified of being on my own however it was it was one of the most profound most fun and vibrant times of my life and it was just me and just vibing and having my own space it, it was just incredible it was an ex- incredible experience for me that first lockdown and as the first lockdown started to shift um, People started going back to work, and people were excited to go back to the gyms, and I lost like quite a few subscribers, and I was sort of in this weird world of, do I go back to working how I used to, and be in the traffic, and work these crazy hours, and take maybe one day off a week, or do I try and do this online venture, which is slowly starting to break down a little bit, and it isn't as easy as what I first thought it was, so this sort of like internal battle going on and confusion plus in the meantime I was going through a a more of I guess what had been left from a breakup but there were still fragments of it for me to go through and it hadn't quite ended so I was having this like push-pull battle with this person and what I then tried to do was as the lockdown was lifting and I was going to be going back to my old way of working and being, I was trying to do the online and do my old way of working. So now I was potentially going back to working these crazy hours with an online business phone in the middle of it. So I was juggling even more. Plus going through this experience with this person and just feeling like I, I couldn't breathe and it got to the point where i was struggling to breathe and i've even got it in my journal i was reading my journal the other night from two years ago now because we were in we we're in um, november 2022 and back in october 2020 i'd written like everything is so painful i'm holding my breath i don't feel like i can breathe properly and i was literally deteriorating Fortunately, I'd become really, really good friends with one of my neighbours during the lockdown, and we would chill and we'd smoke weed together in the evenings, and he became like one of my best friends. So, he met me at a time when lockdown life for me and I was just flying. I was generally really happy, I was like doing my thing, I was outdoors, and literally, he met me at a time when I was literally on this absolute high, just buzzing off life. and so grateful to have this wonderful experience in lockdown and just just he he just met me at this time so as he watched me starting to go back to work and then going backwards and forwards with this this old dynamic of an old relationship he watched me deteriorate from this absolute bouncing bunny full of energy to this absolute nervous wreck he saw me having panic attacks he saw me struggling for my breathing and he generally was like I'm really concerned about you and I sort of would turned around and said well this is actually how I used to live and you've just met me at a time when everything was really cool in lockdown but this is actually who I am and this is how I have to survive so I'd gone from thrival into survival so however he was like this isn't right like I, and he was seeing me take a lot of medication so I'm back banging the medication plus um it got to the point where the anxiety medication the weed wasn't now doing anything for me and I was now also messing around taking diazepam to help me sleep at night as well so I had this whole cocktail of drugs going on and I'd still wake up in the night and not get back to sleep so I'd have to smoke a joint maybe I'll take another anxiety medication or another bit of diazepam and it just got to the point where I was just just like a erratic um, nervous wreck and Something that I've always thought my depression was, uh, the reason depression was a part of me and my anxiety was because I had severe body dysmorphia and I didn't like my body and I was always training a certain way. And the irony of it was, because I feel I was so happy and free in the first lockdown, my body just literally shed um, old body fat. It got really lean. I, I trimmed down without even needing to try all these years I'd spent pushing my body and being negative towards myself. All of a sudden it was like I could eat what I wanted. I was training like an absolute fraction compared to how I used to. And like I said, I was outdoors a lot. And my body just it just chiseled down and went to this, this... I guess it went to what I've always wanted it to get to. And always had to fight to get it there. And I wasn't having to restrict my diet. I just literally was just being me and loving life. So when this severe anxiety was coming in now i couldn't even blame it on the fact that i wasn't happy with my body because i look at my body i'm like wow like i i was starting to notice and absolutely love myself in that regards of being the body that i'd always wanted and dreamed of and it just happened from me just living freely in this first lockdown i just it just happened without any force so it was almost like, well, normally it's my body dysmorphia and my binge habits and my shame around food that's causing this anxiety and this, this self-hate. And instead, now, I couldn't blame it on that. And I was going through this heartbreak situation. But normally, like, heartbreak for me, I, I can get through it. Like, it's really, really painful and it can be really dark. But this was something else this was me having to go to bed at night and literally hold my heart because it hurt so much just to feel it beat. I started to really appreciate what heartbreak actually could really feel like and respect how others would feel going through something like that and it was the sheer absolute grief for me of recognising that a lot of what I had lost was down to my behaviours and I then started to really hate myself and turn on myself. But before, I guess, the antidepressants and the anxiety medication, I would never feel my heart. It was so I felt so detached from my body that everything was in my mind. I lived very, very much in my mind. But this pain was so intense in the heart that I, I couldn't ignore it. So I started doing some research on the heart and I learned that the heart has brain cells in it as well so the heart can, can think for itself and there's a brain-heart connection as well so they communicate. And I've always believed that the mind was in charge and all of a sudden I'm starting to question, like, is it the mind leading or is the heart talking to me? So was this big conflict and it was like I was waking up to this... This, this scenario of my heart has its own force to be reckoned with. And where I was like unable to sleep and having difficulty breathing and not been able to blame it on thinking that I'm fat anymore because I could see, for once, I could see that I wasn't that and I could see the change in my body. Because normally even if I did change in the past, I couldn't see it. Whereas this time I actually could see it because there's been so many times in the past where I'd be like, oh my God, you was tiny then, and then you couldn't see it, and I'd still think I was fat. I had like severe body dysmorphia, but this time I could actually see it. So it was like that veil had been removed. And I just, I just didn't know how to cope with this situation and this pain. And it got to the point where it was getting so dark, and they call this, some people know this as the dark night of the soul, but it got so dark and it was like I went to this place of absolute rock bottom however when I was 22 I'd been there before and I had chosen to check out and I overdosed and well it wasn't my time and I I've li- literally been so thankful to Recognized that it wasn't my time and the people that stepped in to nurture me back on my feet were incredible during that transit and It reminded me that I've been through this absolute darkness before but before it was always about my body and my eating dysmorphia, so even though it was so dark and painful there was still this little thing in me going well if it isn't your body and it isn't that and it's not this why are you checking out why do you want to leave and i wanted to leave because i didn't want to feel this pain it was it was horrific and there's the anxiety that i would have trying to go to sleep because Not only did I have separation anxiety, I now had anxiety that I was never gonna sleep again because it was always like this, am I even gonna get to sleep? And if I get to sleep, am I gonna wake up? And it was like this phobia of not sleeping now as well combined with this separation anxiety. And I just felt suffocated. And my friend that had seen me deteriorate, he'd seen me coming home a few nights and he was like, i've sent you something to watch on facebook i think you should watch it and i I, i'm not one of these people that normally watches stuff if people send me stuff i'm not really interested and then by the third time he saw me and he asked me but he he just sent he he sent me a message and he was like please will you try this for me and when he said please will you something in me decided to try it that night so i thought you know what what have i got to lose this video looks like it was nine minutes long, so I thought, whatever it is he's bothering me with, I'll do it. So, did my normal, got into bed, popped a bit of Pan, because I'd sort of cut them into pieces, have a propanolol, and I'd smoke a blunt, like just, um, just half a joint, got into bed, put my headphones on, and did this nine-minute video, and it was this guy called Wim Hof, and... He was really weird. He was like, in through the belly, out through the mouth. And I'm doing this breathing. I thought, what the fuck is this? And you do these breath retentions after 30 breaths. And you do three rounds. So by the time I got to round three and I'm holding my breath, my whole body was vibrating and tingling. And what it did was it it really... It gave me... Because when I smoke weed now, because I've been smoking for quite a long time, it didn't really give me that body high, because I used to get a really good body high when I used to smoke weed. And it, like, gave me this whole huge body high. Like, everything was vibrating in me. And I noticed I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel worried about anything. There was no internal chatter going on, which is normally like this, you know, you've done this, you fucked up, blah, blah, blah. This, I don't feel right, I'm not going to sleep. And it was like, just turned off. And I was in this space of just like, wow what is this? Why do I feel so good? And I stayed in that and I fell asleep. And I remember I woke up the next day and it was the first time, I can't even remember, that I'd slept all the way through the night. So from that one night of doing that nine minute video, it became habit, became every night before bed, I would do my routine, I'd smoke, take a Propan a bit of diizopan, and do this Wim Hof breathing. And each time I would do the breath retentions, it got to the point where I was holding my breath for longer and longer and longer, which in turn meant that the mind that would normally chat to me constantly was getting turned off for longer and longer and longer. And when I first started doing breath retention and, and holding, I could barely hold for about 10 seconds. The Wim Hof breathing, he does get you to breathe out and hold on the exhale, but I noticed that I really enjoyed holding on the inhale. And after this three months, I'd got up to this stage of of holding my breath up to three minutes, 45 seconds. And I was like, I can't believe i have gone from 10 seconds to like three minutes, 45. And what that had done in turn is I'd learned to get into a regular practice of something that felt a bit weird at first and it also opened me up to the fact because I've always wanted to meditate it's been something I've always wanted to do because I heard it really helps with mindfulness and slowing your your thoughts down however now that I've got into the breath work and been able to hold my breath for so long it was almost like well if I can hold my breath and stop my mind from talking I wonder if I could meditate as well and I was chatting to someone that I knew and she was doing like sleep hypnosis meditation so she sent me a couple because I said I really want to get into meditation And I'd fall asleep to the hypnosis. But I sort of wake up in the night and I didn't like the fact there was still stuff on in my ears. So I started flipping it around for different meditations. And I got really heavily into meditation as well. However, it took for me to get into breath work first, to get into meditation. Over the three months though, the grief was, it was kind of getting handled because I knew the situation was coming to an end with this person and I'd started to have acceptance around it and I'd started to not be so hard on myself from the past and the breath work was really helping me navigate through that and the meditations now were really starting to help me open up as well and be vulnerable and I started to get curious about like chakras and inquiring and the one that drew me a lot was the heart chakra so I'd do meditations around that and I'd do a meditation and then something would come up and I would cry and I was like oh okay like I started to have like every now and again tears however before really the pandemic I'd I think I'd cried once in five years so I wasn't used to releasing any grief and now doing these meditations and opening up these channels I was able to like shed tears here and there which which felt like strange but also quite a relief and as this situation with 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 this person was sort of I could tell it was going to come to a close I decided that it was time for me to try something new and I feel that because I was doing the breath work and getting into these new habits of meditation, it kind of gave me the confidence and the courage to feel into I wouldn't mind studying something or trying something different. So I signed up for a different style of yoga teacher training that was online. It was with a company called the Yoga People, and a lady called Dulcie was teaching it, and she's one of the most incredible yoga teachers I've ever had the privilege of studying with. And her course, it was really simple, it was a three-day course, it was online because we were still in and out of the pandemic and it gave me something to look forward to when I knew that this other chapter was sort of coming to an end for me with this person and it gave me a bit of a focus as well and allowed me to channel my energy into something that you know I hadn't studied for a long time and channel my energy into just being open to trying something different the reason I signed up for the course was it felt quite intense when I did a taster of it and I I liked to push myself however I hadn't anticipated that the course would also incorporate yin yoga which is a yoga of like stillness surrender and like surfing the edge of resistance and it also incorporated like deep meditations And it also was themed all around the elements, earth, fire, air, and water, which I knew about earth as being a Virgo, I'm an earth sign, but I didn't know too much. So this three day course really gave me something to focus on. And on the second day of the course, we were studying the element of fire, which is all about our personal power, our creativity, our visions, um, our balance with the ego. our our, our awakening our intuition and on the day of the course it was complemented with the element of water because fire and water psychologically are like a, a way to bring balance so we finished the practice that was all around fire with a yin practice like a cooling practice of the water element And Dulcie got us to get into certain positions. So after you've done like this really intense hour, you then get to like relax. And I was really grateful because originally I didn't like Yin. I didn't think I liked it. However, you've been pushed to your limit and you're now getting just to lay there. And I was at home, I think I'd smoked a bit of weed. I was in my pajamas. And she got us to open our legs in quite a vulnerable position. And from what I'd been learning from yoga throughout the years, and also from this course now, the when you open the water channel it's, it's all about releasing emotions and it's all like linked into our hips so she got us to open our legs in quite a vulnerable way which opened the hips and I opened and i remember opening my left leg and I rested it onto the wall and all of a sudden so I've gone from this like yeah this is a really powerful class that was really hardcore literally opened my hip put my leg on the wall and just burst into tears and I was like wow don't know where this is coming from, didn't even feel sad, however I could compute that I was like oh this was the water channel and wow that's fascinating, so I started laughing, I was like gosh this stuff is actually really powerful, so when we flipped around to the other side I thought I'm not going to cry now because I've just had to release, literally put my right leg on the wall open my hip, boom, tears just streamed down and again I started laughing, I thought gosh there's more magic to this than I realised, magic is in like Opening the body and actually using these channels to access this stuff that is actually buried. And I remember logging offline that night and phoning my brother, and he's an Aries sign. And Aries, they say are the visionaries, the, the, the fire. They can see the future. My brother's always really intuitive, and I hadn't really appreciated how intuitive he is. And I was like, I think I need to quit my job. Because i was still doing the online i was now working back in the gyms trying to do juggle everything on top and the gyms didn't have very good wi-fi so the joke was i was actually driving more hours now because i would go to work and have to drive back home to teach online then go back to the gym and then do the same again in the evening so i was now even traveling even more and i said to him i'm doing this amazing course and this lady's based in mexico and the stuff that I have experienced today through a computer screen, I was like, I need to believe in myself because the power of online and community and and whatever this healing is going through a screen, I didn't even really know what healing was back then. I was like, I need to take a risk on myself. I want to believe in myself. I want I want to try this and work for myself and give having my own business an actual go and a chance to to allow me to have more freedom in my life and more abundance because what the online was giving me was, was so much love and community and creativity and the ability to express myself and have a timetable that works around me and rather than working around the gym hours and not travelling so I was like, I've got to quit my job and I've, I've got to have more fire in me to because fire, like I said, is courage and confidence so he was like, yeah, if you... If you believe in yourself, and you, might, you should go for it. So I got off the phone, and I was like, yeah. And um, my friend was over, and we were cooking sweet potatoes for dinner. And he was like, I'm just going to run down to the shop, because I live above the shops. And as he's bent down to do his coat up, he said to me, oh, Wayne, the oven's on fire. And I thought he was pissing around, because I thought, I've just studied the element of fire today. And yeah, the oven is on fire, because the oven's got sweet potato in it. So he was like, no, aim." the oven's actually on fire. So when we looked in the oven, the oven was, like, legitimately on fire. So we... I went on YouTube quickly. It said, close the oven door. It will go out on its own. And I phoned my friend. He's a fireman. And he was like, get the oven out of the house. There might be, like, a, a miswiring or something. So we're, we're pulling the oven out. Like, we're laughing because today has been about the element of fire. I've just decided I'm going to quit my job. And I've, I've got all this, this passionate energy in me which is is about the element of fire and I just really felt like I had this new lease of life I had this this confidence in me that was like I can take on anything in the world like I am ready to take a chance ironically that night the person that I'd been seeing they must have picked up on my energy and we spoke on the phone or I think no I think we'd been speaking anyway but we we connected that night and I it sort of took me backwards a little bit, however I still had like this this passionate energy in me and I was still excited and I was like it's time like it really is time to have faith in myself and I sort of I had the confidence to then then go in and, and quit my job which which was a big thing for me. I'd been with the company for ten years. I'd built a really big um following there and I was just choosing just to go, I'm not doing this anymore. And it was shit scary. However, I had like this newfound confidence. I had these, I had breath work as well, so I was sleeping at night, and things started to feel really possible and like a dream could come true. And then I got triggered. I got triggered with my business, something threatened my business and it freaked me out and I had a panic attack and I remember reaching out to a couple of people on my online platform plus I had my friend over plus I had my other friend on the phone so it's like we were taking this four-way whatsapp call and they really helped navigate me through this fear of this person potentially coming and ruining my business. And then there was like, Aim, but it's your business now. Like, you are your own boss. You can choose who comes onto the platform and who comes off the platform. And it made me realise, like, oh, yeah, that is my business. And it's up to me, like, who I choose to work with as well. It was really powerful to sort of have this awakening to that and and realizing that that's an important part of running your own business as well because you are your own boss and you can put your own boundaries in and you can choose your clients before i've always believed that the clients choose you and they do find you but you as someone that is whether you're coaching or running a business you can choose who you work with as well it's a two-way street so sort of navigated through that which gave me a bit of confidence and i was like okay However, I was still having interactions with this past person and it got to the point where the anxiety again was like coming back. So now I've got this breath work um, that's been helping me sleep, but I've still got this chronic anxiety at night. So I reached out and connected to someone that specializes in anxiety. And I said, like, how do I work through this anxiety and this, this, this grief? And he, 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 I remember he messaged back and it was so simple. He was like, you, you need to, first of all, learn to remove the trigger and regulate yourself. So I was like, wow, it's, okay, what does regulation mean? You know, my, and it wasn't until it got explained to me, like regulation is where you learn to, you know, bring your own nervous system back into calmness. So you've got like fight, flight, freeze, fear mode. Flight, fight, freeze. Freeze, fawn mode. Sorry, so fawn is where we pe- we go into people pleasing. Fight is where we want to react and maybe like um, fight our way out of a situation. Flight is where we run away from the situation. Or freeze, which is what I believe I was stuck in. Freeze, and my nervous system was just constantly firing adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. So I was just in this constant state of like hyper awareness. So no wonder why I couldn't sleep at night because it's like a, the the on switch was stuck on. I didn't have to switch it off. So through like therapy and and connecting with this person, I learned about like EFT, emotional freedom techniques, tapping, how to do different types of breath works to regulate my nervous system as well. And by reaching out to have help with my anxiety, it also helped me realize that I do need help with stuff that the doctors can't give me because this stuff wasn't working anymore. And it it really helped me start to realise that there's more to just sticking a band-aid over something and learning that it's important to get to the root cause of where is this anxiety coming from. However, something that I learned recently was anxiety is just an expression of unreleased grief. So it made sense that that I was having so much anxiety because I had not known how to release grief and this included all grief from my past. Yeah. Times when I was younger and I was really sad and I would just medicate or I would eat my feelings and that was my, my pattern. So I would then um, eat rather than feel and then that became a loop and then I would binge and I would self-attack and sabotage and had all these different behaviours that were playing out because I didn't know how to express any emotions especially grief. So, once I'd sort of learned about the importance of like regulating yourself, I had been knowing that it's important to start to calm down naturally. And the breath work was was helping. And in the meantime, I think it was about a week before I reached out for help with the anxiety... Some friends of mine um, had invited me over and they was doing some magic mushrooms and I was like, nah, it's not a bit of me. Um, I'd watched my brother go through a really messy journey on mushrooms when I was 19 and he was 17 and it was pretty traumatic and I had to be there with him for six hours and we got through it. And it was something that I was like, I would never want to do that. What did you take? And I was just like, no. So when my friend said about doing it, I was like, not a chance in hell. Like, when I was 19, no way. Like, that was so, so emotionally traumatising that I would never want to touch that stuff. I mean, thankfully, my brother was fine after the six hours when he went through this horrendous trip. And I stayed with him. He came out of it and didn't even remember. He was like, why are you in my room? Like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I've just looked after you for six hours. So... You know, it's one of those things that has kind of gone in the back of my mind. And I was like, nah, fuck that. Magic mushrooms are not to be played with. However, like when you do your research, like the amount that he had took at that time, plus he'd smoked weed with it and and stuff like that. Like you don't mix two substances if you've never tried them before. He was young. He didn't know what he was doing. Like he was in a different country. He was with people that he didn't really know very well. I just happened to be out there with a different group of people. So I was able to get to him when he needed that help. Um, so yeah it put this thing in my mind like no they're they're horrific so when I went to my friends and they had done mushrooms they just had the giggles all night and I was like oh maybe it's not that bad and I was like yeah we just take a small dose we don't need a big dose so I remember reflecting back and my brother had eaten something like a punnet of these things so god knows how many grams or whatever he consumed but we don't do anything by halves in our family so he must have eaten like a hell of a lot so that's why he, he, he'd he left his body and didn't feel like he was human. So yeah, it was interesting to sort of be around. And fortunately, I think I'd only smoked a bit of weed that day. So I was I was able to sort of be quite present with him and look after him. So my friend's like, why don't you come around next week and try it with us? And we'll just be in a safe space. And, you know, it's nothing to be scared of. It might be really good for you. So I was like, mm. okay, so we made an arrangement. I went around, I think it was like a couple of weeks later. And um, it came in like this chocolate bar form. So they all had, we all had a cube each. And then about 20, 30 minutes later, everyone starts like laughing, tripping. Um, my friend was eating a Pringle and he was like, wow. And I said, what's in the Pringle? Like what's going on? He went, there's a, whole, there's a whole universe in my Pringle. So I'm looking at the Pringle and I'm looking at my friend. It just looked like my friend holding a Pringle, like staring at a Pringle. My other friend was staring at a cushion, she was like, Can you not see it moonwalking? And my other friend was like, Can you not see the lights and the colours? And I was like, I really don't see anything. And I didn't I didn't feel anything. So these three people that uh and like my best friend's like six foot six and we'd had the same amount and he was still having this experience. I thought, oh, something's wrong with me. So my friend was like, Maybe you need more. So she gave me another cube. And again, nothing, like no visuals. And now I'm getting up, like frustrated that nothing's happening. And um, my friend then went into her partner and had a cuddle. And it just did something to my heart. Like seeing that love and seeing them cuddle, it just felt like my heart just went and just blew open. Like I just, seeing that kind of love and unity between two people was just, it was profound. It was beautiful. And all of a sudden, when I say the tears started, I could not stop crying. It was like the waterworks were coming and I just, all this stuff was coming out and I couldn't quite control it and I was like, I just don't feel lovable and it was just, just flooding out of me like, and my friends were amazing. They literally like held me and they just let me cry and let it come out and come out and after about, I think about a good two hours, I finally stopped, which then set my other friend off. Um, and he started having a cry, um, and then when and I held, I sat there with him, and then um, after we would both finished crying, I said to my friends, "I'm going to go upstairs to the bathroom." And when I went upstairs and closed my eyes, I had, I sat on the floor and I had these crazy visuals going on. I thought, "Wow, okay, I can see, I can see, I can see what everyone's seeing. Like this looks amazing." And as I'm sitting there on the floor, I sort of opened my legs out and I just sat there, and then I just started to pay attention to my body and the right side of my body like the back of my hamstrings my right shoulder my jaw just felt heavy and dead and dense my left side felt quite light and nimble and flexible but my right side of my body just felt fucked, excuse my language but it just felt annihilated and I sort of sat and had a cry and I closed my eyes and then I opened them and I looked at my body and I was like, I've really been neglecting you. I've not paid any attention to you. And I started apologizing to my body and all the ways that I trained and pushed. And even throughout lockdown when I was teaching online, like those of you who remember like the first months, like, or f- six months, it was like quite intense online training as well, really pushing. And I had this moment of just awareness and clarity and responsibility of I've not been looking after my body. And if I continue to train the way that I am training and push the way I'm pushing, even though I'd now known I was quitting my job, I was still pushing myself and training a certain way. I was like, you're going to break yourself. You're going to you're going to damage yourself so much that you're going to need a hip operation or a knee operation or you're going to need... So it was like something just woke up in me and my friends called up to me they thought I was upstairs in the bathroom tripping out having like a a little disco party up there and I was like no I'm actually at the top of the stairs talking to my body (laughs) which sounded maybe even weirder and I made a promise that night to start slowing down on how I was training and moving and I also made a promise to start to listen to what my body was trying to tell me because what the mushrooms had done was allowed me to really feel my body like feel like how the muscle felt and where there was like a block and that really began a deeper journey for me with my body and when I got back from that trip I started to also want to know more about this Wim Hof guy and this breathing that I'd been doing and something that he did was cold showers which seemed impossible to me because I'm always like cold so I started to, and it was winter at this point, it was December, I started to have a hot shower and then have a cold shower at the end for like a few seconds. And eventually it got to the point where I was fully getting in the shower, like really cold. And I noticed when I was having like, a, if I woke up in the morning, I could be quite anxious. So I started doing breath work in the morning as well to regulate my nervous system. And then I'd have a hot shower into a cold shower. I noticed by having the cold shower, it really, it felt like just like this, I don't know, like just helped lift and shift my energy. Plus it helped really build courage in myself and and confidence that um, fear is just in the mind. So there's those whole culminations of things going on and the grief that I'd been feeling and the sadness started to to feel like it was disappearing and it wasn't at the front of my mind anymore. And I was really starting to have these adjustments with recognising that, there's other ways to handle things. And then... Um, I got in touch with someone that does, like, sound healing. And it was using, like, plant medicine, like, mushrooms. So I thought, Do you know what? I'd had such an amazing experience on these mushrooms. Um, by learning about my body, I was curious to go on this this sound journey and see what that would be like. And... I went to this space and I still, even though it was amazing and it was sound healing and we had some mushrooms, I still couldn't seem to get out of my head. So even though I could feel stuff in my body, it was quite, it actually became quite an emotional journey um, in the sound healing, however I couldn't quite let myself go. So when I got back from this trip I was almost a bit disappointed. And I got in touch with um, the person that helped me with my anxiety and he'd suggested doing breath work with mushrooms because it can really help activate, um, like to go into this other sort of world, which I was starting to get really curious about now and I wanted to kind of know what, what, because I was starting to, my spirituality was starting to wake up, I was starting to question things. I started to really, really be interested in more stuff about the chakras. And so he was like, well, I'll tell you what. I'll come over and we will take some mushrooms and do some breath work and see what happens. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I think, Or I think I invited him around and said, like, if you want to come, hang," I can't even remember the ins and the outs. But anyway, so he comes over and I've been doing this Wim Hof breathing now for all these months and I'm breath holding for like a long time so for me the breath works had always been about nine minutes so he when he put the laptop on it was a 45 minute breath work and my other friend was here as well so we was like look are you in like do you want to take some mushrooms and 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 see what happens so my other friend was like yeah fuck it why not and I really respected him because he'd not done any of this and he literally just laid on the floor, ate the, ate the mushroom of chocolate and just surrendered, which was amazing. I had two cubes because I thought, well, one cube didn't do much at my friend's except I cried. So I had two cubes. I think my other friend had like one and my friend on the floor just had one. And we did this uh, breath work, work called Soma breath work and it was an awakening breath work. And I'm doing the breathing and the breath holds... Like I could really hold my breath. Like, the mushrooms really helped me switch off my mind and allow me to hold a lot longer. And I remember getting to this stage, and I could feel this big vibration coming in my head, and I was holding my breath, and I felt this big golden light coming into my forehead, my third eye. And my whole body was vibrating now, because we were, like, well deep in this breath work. And um, it was like I blew out of my body. It, I left, and I... Whatever happened, I felt like my jaw clicked and cranked open. I felt like my soul, or whatever happened, I just left and I became a human plant. I was like a human tree and I could breathe and be the universe, and I could breathe out, and the universe was me. I had also had like this really long hair at the same time, I could breathe out my throat. I felt like I could hear what we were all thinking, like we was on this, we was almost like on this same trip together because we'd gone into this vortex together, the three of us, and I also had this point where it showed me why everything had happened in my life with this particular person that I'd been experiencing like this pain and this grief with, and I didn't know anything about what twin flame or soul could, anything about that then, um, and I I didn't know but what I did see was us and why we had to go through the stages to get to this moment and in this trip me and him went off to a different dimension and we was in a different universe being beings together differently and I was like oh we're together but we're together in a different world and it's almost like it gave me this piece of like ability to let it go really was fascinating i also went to the moon and um i could breathe on the moon like this whole trip and i I feel like i was time looping for about five hours i remember my friend and my other friend were coming back down from their trip after a couple of hours but i feel like where i'd had that extra cube and then my friend looking at me every now and again are you back in your body yet and i'd look at him and go no and then i'd be like and i'd fly off to a different universe or like so much stuff was happening in this trip and it was so profound that when I did come out of it like that really awoke me to there is more to this world than I know and I've always been in survival mode and never really been into spirituality or anything like that but it awoke this curiosity in me and for me I really really started to going to more in, for some reason the chakras were calling me, like learning about the chakras and I thought right I'm going to start at the root, I'm going to start at the beginning because I'd gone into the heart so I started looking at the root chakra and the root chakra is all about um, safety and feeling grounded and connected and stable and I, I realised that for most of my life I felt unsafe and I felt unloved and I felt rejected and abandoned so I started to sort of do a lot of work around that and to be curious and look at ways of sort of shifting that energy. I started to journal more and more frequently because when I would journaled in the past, it was just around um, times when I was really sad and I couldn't handle things. And um, so I started to journal more frequently. And the one thing that had been a real big saving grace for me in the first lockdown when things were amazing was I'd also journaled then because I couldn't believe life was so good. So thankfully, like that also got me through a lot of dark times when I'd reflect back and go, well, you've been really, really happy before. Like This is possible to get to that. Because I'd had that taste of what life can be like, just feeling totally abundant and free and just so happy. So I'd reflect back on that regularly. And I got introduced to microdosing with mushrooms. I thought, I want to know more about mushrooms. And then... A friend of mine has said like have you thought about microdosing and I was like oh god I don't want to be blowing out my body all the time And she was like no 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 with microdose you will barely you won't feel it but it will do what it needs to do for you so I bought this microdose in the form of a spray and um, I thought well, I've got a really high tolerance so the lady had said do two sprays um every couple of days or three days on and x amount off The first day I thought, you know what, I'll take four sprays. But it was a little bit too much, and I got really, really emotional. And then the second day I just did two sprays, but I got really, really emotional again. And I'd been putting music on in the morning and dancing, and whenever a song would come on, it would cause me to cry. So I thought, this is too intense, I can't do this crying all the time. So I took a week off. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to stick to this two sprays, two days on, two days off, and see what happens. I sort of lent into the fear a little bit, because I was curious, whereas normally I'd run away from anything that makes me feel pain. And um, I did that over 12 weeks and what I recognised was I wasn't so anxious and I wanted to look after myself differently and I literally, after all these years of relying on anxiety medication, like weaned myself off them myself not intentionally it just naturally happened because I didn't I, I noticed like oh I haven't had any tablets today or I haven't okay. felt like I didn't get to that stage where I even noticed I needed it and because I was also doing breath work and I'd switched from the Wim Hof breathing so I mixed it up I did the Wim Hof breathing to fall asleep at night still but in the mornings I started to do this 20 minute soma breath work which is um, to like, lift your energy and What kind of day do you want to have and what kind of energy do you want to be and it it set me up for the day and um i started to i guess started to do some healing i signed up for another yoga course and i signed up for a yin course which was which was tough for me because i'm used to you know pushing so this was a lot of sitting and and being and this course was with the same company but it was with a gentleman called jamie and at first he really irritated me, and then I learned to really appreciate him. And so it was almost like everything I was like, oh, I don't like that, was all the stuff that I didn't really like about myself, and it was like mirroring back. And then I ended up learning to really, really enjoy how he teaches as well. He's actually very funny, and I enjoyed the humour that come through with him, whereas before I'd find it irritating. So it was really a really profound journey. And by doing this yin teacher training that was so... Different to anything I'd done before, it really showed me that we can do things that are uncomfortable and different. And when I was teaching Yin as well, like I hated teaching it, I was really nervous because you're in a pose for a long time. I couldn't jump from, you know, going from warrior one, take a breath, go into warrior two, take a breath, go into plank. Whereas this was right, you're going to be in this position for five minutes, and then it's like, what do I talk about? What do I say? However, where I'd done Dulce's mandala course, she was very much about the moon and I've always been curious about astrology and I started to connect to the moon more and be really curious and I noticed that things that were going on in in the moon phases were mirroring in my life so I started to create online workshops around that and that for me really helped with my yin teaching because it gave me a focus and a theme and I, I could connect different muscle groups will connect to what's going on with different elements and the moon so we've got the full moon in Taurus coming up and Taurus being an earth sign when I work around that I will then connect to the muscles that will connect to the element of earth which is like the back of the body the hamstrings the calves the soles of the feet back of the neck and the head to really bring balance into the element of earth which is really good for Um, diminishing fears around lack of love and lack of money and lack of trust. So it's it's really clever and then we can sort of use these muscles and connect to these muscles to tap into our ancestral lineage which we can call in for strength and support and resilience and recognise all of those that have walked before us to get us to where we are in this moment. Whereas a lot of us might be living in old patterns and paradigms from our ancestors and playing them out in our everyday life. So it's bringing that awareness to it and using, not using, but connecting to the body to to work with these elements to make m- massive shifts in our lives if we're open to it as well. And that's that became like my formula to start working through um, barriers for myself and start doing deeper healing work. And life was pretty pretty good and this grief thing seemed to have fizzled away and my emotions started to regulate out i wasn't crying so much and then it was like the following so i'd, I'd had this happen so now we're in july 2021 and this person from my past reconnected just simply for a message because i hadn't put my boundaries in i'd i'd left that channel slightly open and reconnected and it sent my head when I say like I'd been on a really good path and I felt like this is it like I'm just moving forwards it felt like it took my kneecaps out and I was back into anxiety not being able to breathe starting to have panic attacks again and um, I didn't know what to do so I reached out to my friend who I'd done the microdosing with because I'd finished it It'd been like quite a few months I'd finished and she said, maybe you need to microdose again and, and come for um, a sound healing. So I went for a sound healing and um, did a microdose and bought another bottle to have at home, feeling that I was going to do like another 12 weeks. Because again, I was in a really, really messy state again. And I thought, I don't want to get to that darkness again where it gets unbearable. And I want to check out. I was like, I want to nip this in the bud now or start dealing with it. Whereas normally I'd go back to the doctors and medicate for months and months and months or years. So I did two days of the spray, did my breathing exercises, did my meditations, did my normal practices that I've now had as a, as a regular staple and it was literally like I was back to myself, I'd shifted whatever this was. And um, it allowed me to navigate through it, it allowed me to put boundaries in, it allowed me to realize that I'd left my boundaries open and I closed those channels down and I took responsibility for myself and the spray stayed in my cupboard. I've had it for a year and every now and again when I feel a bit of a wobble, I'll have a spray. But generally, like I didn't even need to go back to feeling like I needed to microdose consistently. It literally just, whatever it was, it allowed me to, the mushrooms allowed me to have the confidence to work through it, to hold that space. And I now cry most days at least twice a day like my emotions come up and I release them I've learned to not question necessarily what they are or fight them normally when I'm hanging up the washing as well like I go upstairs go to hang the washing up and I have to sit on the floor and I start crying and I don't know why I let it come out and then I hang up the washing and just continue with it mushrooms have allowed me to learn to hold space for myself and really helped me to start to work through where my inner critic is and my old stories and start to really unravel the past and look at and accept that anxiety for me is you know unexpressed grief to an extent but anxiety is also it's been something i've been taught to fear whereas anxiety is also excitement like the unknown so a lot of us are conditioned to not you know to be scared of the future and that brings that anxiety up because they say depression is is living in the past and anxiety is fear of the future and actually if we can learn to recalibrate that and look at anxiety as this is excitement I don't know what's happening I don't know what's coming like that's exciting whereas I've spent years being really rigid and living a certain way and being the same and doing the same thing every day now like this isn't anxiety to fear this is anxiety like this is exciting this is new this is different and learning to navigate through that and don't get me wrong i still love doing a plant medicine trip every now and again but for me now like i literally get up even if i wake up at weird times in the night before i'd be like oh i'm not gonna sleep i feel awful now i'm like oh the other morning i woke up and i looked at my phone because normally i have my phone off but i put it on airplane mode that night because if i if I need to set an alarm, I have to have it on airplane mode. So I thought, let me just see what the time is. It was 3.33 in the morning, and I was like, love that number, I love 3.33. So I was like, I'm not gonna get back to sleep. So I put meditations on, I did breath works, and that for me is my normal day to day now. But I was more excited at the fact that I had more time to do longer meditations and longer breath works. And that morning I did a meditation, I think I did two meditations, I did two hour meditations, I did an hour breath work, I did my journaling, I did my yoga, I I had this, and I was teaching online at 6.30 in the morning, so normally I'd get up at 5 to do my practices, so I'd have an hour and a half, so I had like all this extra time, I was like, ah, super excited, and generally feeling so grateful that I woke up early, whereas the old me, like I said, would have been really pissed off and grumpy and freaking out that I wasn't going to go back to sleep, but I was like, this is lush, because I now work for myself, and If I'm at home today, I could always have a nap. Worst case, not even worst case scenario, but if I want to have a nap, I could have a nap. And I didn't even need it that day. I generally was just... I just started just full of so much excitement. And that has been me now for a very long time. And even when I wake up in the mornings and I can sometimes feel anxious, maybe I've had a dream that's triggered me or something has happened. It doesn't matter because I'm like... My staple routine now, even if it's a five-minute... Doesn't matter what happens, I love to make sure I've meditated, done some form of breath work and some form of stretching before I start my actual working day, or even if I'm not working that day, before I even start anything. It's it's so important for me. And on the days where I get up at 5 a.m. and say I'm teaching at half past six. I will normally do a 20-30 minute guided meditation. I'll normally do like anything from a 10 to a 20 minute breath work. And then I'll do anything from a 10 to a 20 minute movement. Whether it's um, an intense yoga, whether it's a yin yoga, I'll do something. And on the days where I have fuck all energy and say I'm running late or I've been out late, I will still make sure I do at least a five minute meditation. I will make sure that I do something for me first so I show up for myself. And by me, I truly believe, learning to show up for myself, I've been building that self-worth, which has given me the confidence to put in boundaries and barriers and to also take responsibility to learn about my emotions and to allow myself to feel my feelings. And one of my best friends has taught me that you have to feel it to heal it. And when you feel it, you can release it, which is when the healing comes in. doesn't mean we have to forget it, but forgiveness... Is an act of consciousness and forgiveness is an act of strength. And when you can forgive yourself, which is where I was struggling with, because with the grief, I was then attacking myself and lowering myself worth because I was like, I'm not worthy and I'm the one that made all these mistakes and I was blaming myself, whereas actually, when I was able to navigate through the anxiety, it allowed me to get out of this small mind that was keeping me in this tunnel vision. And it allowed me to have clarity and see the bigger picture and go, well, actually, that wasn't just me. And that, you know, I was able to sort of reflect. And I was also able to say, well, I didn't know this then. And if I'd have had this information there or if I'd have gone through this experience then, then I would have handled it really, really differently. And times might have been different, but that wasn't my path. And now that I'm working through spirituality as well, they say we choose everything. So, oh, I've chosen to, you know, do this journey, and I've chosen to have these experiences, and everything is a choice. We never get anything wrong, and nothing is a mistake. So that's given me a lot of peace as well. So whatever I choose, it's always going to align for me, whatever way. So even if something feels horrible, uncomfortable, that's my choice, and then things will come in for me to work through that and navigate through that, and that's what grief has done for me. Grief has began my journey of who am I and who do I want to be and who may be from the past or circumstances or experiences, whether it's past life, this life, different dimensions, what is in my DNA that I am ready to release and let go of or what is in my DNA that I'm ready to, to activate or you know some of these wounds are so deep rather than trying to get rid of them like actually accepting that's part of who we are and this is our tapestry that is creating this masterpiece of who we are in this present moment and also this work of art that is continuously changing and shifting grief for me truly has opened my path and allowing myself to release emotion and feel my emotions and then it's taught me to communicate how I feel. To say, this doesn't feel right or I feel upset or I feel vulnerable, I feel sad, I feel angry. To be able to share that with another person, whether it's a loved one or a family member or your journal or me sharing it in a podcast or in my tribe and my tribe then sharing it back. allows us to be vulnerable and vulnerability allows intimacy and as we bring vulnerability and intimacy into our lives we grow connection and connection in turn will create safety and when we have that safety from being intimate and vulnerable being able to be our authentic self and expression we come home to ourselves And when we come home to ourselves, we realise that we do not need to seek outside validation to validate who we are or our feelings, because we have everything we need inside of us. And that in turn will show us that we are showing up for ourselves and create our self-worth. And as that self-worth grows and strengthens, we step into that sovereignty and we own who we are. And outside circumstances and people may come in but it doesn't no longer take over us and we have that ability to know that we have a choice whether to engage or respond react walk away continue everything becomes a choice and it's a lot to accept that we are fully responsible for that because i used to believe everything was down to fate whereas actually everything is a choice and it's an exciting time to be at because I have a choice now whether I want to lean into things or pull away. I have a choice to go, something doesn't feel right, do I want to investigate this? Do I want to be curious about this? I have a choice whether I want to be in certain energies. I have a choice whether I want to keep myself in a certain energy. Like today I felt a bit low when I woke up and I felt a bit sad. Like, do I want to lean into this? Is this a story? Is this something from my dreams? Is this something I want to process? Okay. What, what can I do for myself right now to regulate my nervous system? So I did a meditation, did a breath work, did a yin yoga, did a kundalini yoga afterwards. And whatever came through where I made that space, channeled in for something that I'm going to talk about on another podcast is who do I need to be to receive love? And who have I been to receive love? And how can I give that love to myself? And For me, by doing these self-care practices and taking radical responsibility for these self-care practices, and also learning to nourish my body properly in a way that I'm really good at eating well, but I wasn't nourishing my soul. I wasn't doing anything different. I wasn't doing anything stimulating. I wasn't also doing anything restorative for myself. And by starting to take that responsibility for myself, even things like having regular baths, like not always having to have a cold shower and now having a choice where actually so I want to have a hot shower, I want to um, I want to feel the heat. Sometimes I want to have that wake up. It makes a choice. I don't have to punish myself all the time. I, I do it because I want to do it, not because I feel like I have to do it. Rather than saying I should be doing this, I want to do this, I choose to do this. That for me has been my experience on my awakening journey so far. And I just wanted to share with you where I was at and I hope that some of this may help with where you're at or maybe what you're going through. Always feel free to reach out as well and connect. And like I said, I'm currently creating a program around balancing all of the elements using practices such as breathwork and yoga practices, meditations, journaling. I've also got a chakra course that I will be releasing soon as well. So if you're interested, get in touch and it will be, it's work. It's a lot of work and it's fun work. It doesn't have to be serious all the time. Just remember things like breath work, we put the work in to get the results. So it doesn't have to be hard work necessarily. It can, it's more about consistency and showing up for yourself and working on yourself and wanting to do the work on yourself. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you took something from it. I appreciate that was a lot of stories and stuff going around. I love to share my journeys and um, I'll speak to you soon and thank you for making it to the end of this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please follow and like and subscribe. It's really helping me grow my community and really helping me spread the word and just sharing this this journey of freedom and abundance and coming home to ourselves. So I will leave you here, sending you loads of love and light and um, I'll speak to you soon. Ciao!